Open Science Talk, the podcast about open science. My name is Per Pipinaspos and I'm joined today by Jadranka Stojanovski from Croatia. Welcome to the program, Jadranka. Thank you. We are here at the Munin Conference on Scholarly Publishing and I think I've seen you here before, but this year you were the keynote speaker and you were talking a very broad talk about equity and sustainability in in research infrastructures. But I thought today we would talk more specifically about your background, namely Croatia. What kind of a country is Croatia in this open science landscape, would you say? Yeah. Croatia is, first of all, Croatia is a very small country with a uh, little bit more than three and a half million citizens and uh, with uh, seven public universities, two private universities, about 15 polytechnics, most of them are public, and about 25 colleges, most of them are private. So, And beside higher education institution, we have also approximately 25 research institutes. And the biggest one is in Zagreb, Ruja Boskovic Institute, where I work partly, part-time in the library. And you also work at the University of Zadar. Yes. I, 12 years ago, I moved to from position of the director of the Ruja Boskovic Library, I moved to in academic community to uh, as a professor at the Department of Information Sciences at University of Zadar. Your name is all across Europe at different kinds of projects. You've been very active in uh, taking part in, in those projects that tend to change the landscape of open science. But as I said, I will try and at least start this talk in Croatia. You came into the university library sector in the 1990s, is that right? Yes. Actually, earlier, I'm much older. So I I started to work in the library immediately after I graduated in physics. So actually, I started to work in the library when library was very traditional. Uh, and I thought that it would be temporarily, but I liked this job. And especially when computers arrived, I don't know how it's in Norway, but uh, we got the first computer in uh, late 80s in the library. And soon we got an internet connection and uh, what was somehow a big... Uh, event in the library is when we got our first server. Uh, that was 1994. And actually, the web was invented at that time. And uh, we started to build our website and uh, new possibilities open for without any boundaries. Yeah, so you've actually experienced both the the removal of the Iron Curtain and, and the the, yeah. the arrival of the internet. And yeah. But you also found your role there 
quite early. I mean, you you started using the internet uh, and seeing, looking for ways that the library could uh, redefine its role somehow. Yes, and actually at that time, uh, very very difficult time for us because the war started in 1991 in Croatia, but at the same time we were very creative and very uh, advanced, uh, and also. So, so we implemented internet quite early in uh, in academic community in Croatia. And what is important at that time, a Ministry of Science and Education recognized libraries as a central uh, information centers at the institution. So when no, in the beginning, you had a limited number of internet points at some institution, but the first connection was uh, in the library, and we were, we were very proud on that at that time. Yeah, and you were using it for new purposes. I mean, uh, you told me before we started recording this interview that you actually were instrumental in putting up a repository before the word even was uh, invented yes is for library it's uh, very important to collect the knowledge which is created in the community surrounded by the library when we are speaking about research library like at this Ruzhebarskich Institute as a researchers and uh, at uh, university we also researchers and teachers and students are creating content too. So it's very important that libraries uh, collecting this, describing, organizing, and uh, offering to the world as a unique collections. So we started this work with a national repository, Croatian National Bibliography, in started the work in 1995, but the first launch was in 1997. And at that time, I was sure that in two, three years, all content will be collected, organized, and openly available. So, But we were with, I need to admit that at that time, we had strong support from the ministry uh, and uh, uh, some deputy ministers ministers were very advanced and uh, uh, looking in the future. Uh, so that that was good combination, our ambition and their support. Uh, we somehow managed to go beyond uh, traditional collections focused on journals, books, graduation thesis and conference papers. So we, in 1997, we introduced Everything Goes Open. Uh, the concept was around self-archiving. At that time, nobody uh, spoke about self-archiving. And uh, we allowed to, uh, authors to store everything, whatever they created, not only journal articles, book, but also reports, uh, what 
I'm not happy with the term gray literature, but we are still using this term and uh, also software. It was open also for data, but at that time nobody uh, stored actually research data. It was not. But, but um, uh, this uh, repository then, the content that has been put into there since 1997, is it still available there or yeah it's still available and we have 600,000 or 700,000 records uh, and uh, so everything is um, the the position of digital object is not mandatory is optional but a lot of content is uh, available and uh, but these uh, are then uh, available yeah, so so the um, the right to put things in there is for researchers then affiliated to any Croatian institute, or is it just the Roger Bostkovich Institute? Or we build this at national level. So for in the beginning, it was for researchers which are registered as a researcher in the ministries uh, register uh, but later we open it for when we organize uh, appropriate monitoring and control of uh, entries then we open it to actually students and uh, other stakeholders in the research world yeah, so that's the repository, but I also read something completely different that you've been active in, and it's, um, f- uh, pardon my my pronunciation, but it's H-R-C-A-K, Raj or something like yes. that. Yeah, how do you pronounce that first? Hachak. Hachak, it's hamster in uh, English. So, yes, that was a, a very nice collaborative work, but... Just shortly to mention that before Herchak, uh, as continuation of this uh, Crosby repository, we built also a database who is showing science in Croatia, promoting Croatian scientists. And also uh, very early we introduced a database on uh, research equipment. Uh, this is Shestar, which means in English pair of compasses, so it's... Not this thing you are using as a student in primary and secondary school. And we also wanted with uh, the database of uh, research equipment to avoid uh, duplication of the equipment, more cooperation among uh, researchers. And uh, yes, but then in uh, uh, 2005, we started to work on uh, design of uh, uh, actually publishing platform for creation journals. We realized at that time that only few creation journals are have online version available and uh, they, they don't have technical knowledge, they don't have inf- infrastructure at their institutions or learned societies and uh, so we decided to offer them a tool uh, which will be free of charge and easy to use and uh, 
uh, I remember at that time our goal was 50 journals, you know, and now nowadays Herzog has uh, more than 500 journals. Yeah, so less than 20 years later you have yes. more than 500 journals, so congratulations with that. How are these journals then run? They are digital, of course, but are they? do they charge a fee for access? Uh, how is it? Uh, creation journals are mostly diamond journals. So we have few journals. I would say, I should admit that I don't have exact data, but uh, uh, not more than 20 or 30 among 500 are charging, uh, publishing, uh, so I don't know, it's a very small percentage and... Uh, and you mean they're charging APCs, article processing they, they charges? Are, yes, about 25 mm. journals are charging APCs, other journals are diamond. Yeah. And also part of the journals, approximately 150, 160, it depends on the year are uh, subsidized by the Ministry of Science and Education according to the annual call. And uh, so journals are going through evaluation process according to some criteria defined by the, also by experts uh, nominated by the Ministry of Science and Education. These subsidizes are not so huge. It's comparing with APCs in the commercial publishing. So uh, sometimes journals are, journals' yearly budget is comparable to one prestigious journal, APC. But still, uh, still I think that uh, this type of funding uh, is very precious and should uh, be also present in the future. So where does that uh, f uh, funding land then? Is it for the editorial uh, group? Yeah. yeah. So they will then have the money to do some, I don't know, proofreading or layout services, yeah. things like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Several of the journals, I guess, are in the Croatian language as well. Is that an important factor for the ministry when they support, that they somehow support the Croatian language, or is it no, not so much? No, unfortunately, Croatian language is not appreciated. So there is a fact, which is logical, that more than half of uh, 500 journals are from uh, social sciences and humanities, because, for example, physicists are publishing um, exclusively in uh, international journals. There is no national journal covering physics. And also some uh, uh, disciplines uh, in uh, STM are not well represented by uh, our local publishing, creation publishing and journals. But social sciences and humanities are really... Uh, well represented that we have a lot of journals from SSH disciplines. Yes, and um, but there is no no national politics then that, that they want to support uh, creation as a scientific language or a scholarly language. No, no. They 
Archak um, uh, platform is then run by uh, who, who are maintaining it? Uh, yeah, we are happy that we have a support from our um, university computing department at University of Zagreb, Srce, which means again heart in Croatia, and Srce is actually beating with the community uh, quite synchronous <laughs> and uh, so we are happy that uh, uh, that we find a team at Srce able to realize what we imagine and design and uh, so we are after 20 years we are still uh, collaborating and developing Kerchak, they are listening uh, us, they are listening community, and they are continuously developing. So it's it's a, um, a special system then? You haven't sort of found a system from outside and, and, and taken yeah, it? Yeah, it's in-house developed system, you are right. Yeah. Uh, but still, an in-house developed system can speak with other systems for, I mean, metadata and, and, and things like that. Um, and also, persistent identifiers are more and more important in international publishing. Mm. Um, do you offer that kind of support for the, the journals there? Yes, and also because the core software uh, of Herchak is... Uh, actually not supporting this editorial process, it's just supporting publishing the final version of the article. Uh, so they, for supporting editorial process, we are offering journals, open journal system, APKP, and uh, there is really well-developed interface between Herchak and OGS. Uh, so, for editorial work, journals are using OGS or some other platforms, according to their... There are also some uh, publishing platforms developed uh, inside the uh, academic community in Croatia, which is quite popular among journals. So, yeah, and it's not very expensive, so journals can afford it. Does each and every article then get a an identifier of its own, or how yes. does it work? Yes, and we are also working a lot of, uh, like in global uh, scholarly publishing, uh, uh, PDF, it's a mostly represented format, but we are really investing a lot of efforts, and editors are responding really well to also to introduce XML, as a format which is then really easy to be converted in uh, different formats more appropriate for future uh, and uh, for future usage yeah it seems to me from what you've told so far that actually the creation academic community may be small in 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 international light but you're actually quite well prepared for big policy 
changes such as Plan S because you have so much infrastructure. You have repository, you even have open journals who are now implementing XML slowly. So, so you mean, I mean, you, you are actually better positioned than many other countries. Uh, how about data sets? I mean, the research data we briefly mentioned. Uh, are there some services helping researchers making their data as fair as possible, findable, accessible, interoperable, reusable? These fair principles, how are they treated? Or is that something for the future? So, speaking about data and uh, why we are not maybe more advanced and uh, what we really miss in Croatia is uh, national open science policy. We didn't have national open access policy and we still don't have national open science policy. And we, this is really something very important. Uh, so we are working currently, we, we are working for the last uh, ten, more than 10 years to, on the policy, but uh, without any success. So now we are really seriously working to offer the ministry a strategy for uh, open science implementation in Croatia. Then we will have really uh, strong support, and with the and with the policy, we will have a, um, a kind of mandate for researchers to deposit uh, their research outcomes. Uh, not only journal articles, but also other types in a bigger extent. So it's... Uh, creation researchers are not very ready. We have infrastructure. So because we are small countries, we always build a national infrastructure because this is much more appropriate than... Uh, when every institution is developing own solutions. So for uh, so develop uh, recently another animal, dabar, weaver in English. It's a infrastructure for institutional repositories, also free of charge and easy to be used. So library or any uh, other entity at the instit institute or university can create institutional repository very easy. So that's a national infrastructure for for um, grey literature, for theses, for, for post-creating yes. articles. Yes. But uh, you also say that this infrastructure is, is more or less ready for taking in data sets. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So the infrastructure is there. What you miss is the, the national policy that will actually... Yes. So we have infrastructure. We are missing national policy and we are missing, consequently, researchers' willingness to deposit the data. Also, it's not appropriate just to ask researchers to deposit the data. You, we need to work with them. We need to educate them. We need to... Uh, offer appropriate support uh, for, it's not easy to, you know, depositing data is not 
just copying a file with your data on uh, in some repository. You need a lot of work to prepare the data to be shared and to describe them well. And uh, so there is a lot of work and... Uh, we are, of course, we are already working with researchers, but without uh, some systematic support, this just couldn't be based on uh, enthusiasm and uh, volunteerism. It should be really supported more officially. And uh, on the other side, uh, Croatian researchers are a little bit afraid of uh, sharing the data because they think uh, we are a very small and slow community. Now I will share my data, then some company, pharmaceutical or whatever in some other country will quickly use this and commercialize it in a way. So we are not sure that we uh, want to take part in such. So yes, there are, of course, there are obstacles but uh, on the other side, the benefits of sharing research data are so strong and uh, logical and uh, that, uh, that we need to find a way to overcome possible obstacles, which are certainly present. Is there anything else you would like to add towards the end of this podcast? So I shortly described that we are working on open science infrastructure for a few decades. and uh, But now we are what we are trying to, like, for example, EOSC is at European level trying to organize and to coordinate all infrastructure which was built previous years. We are now trying to connect and improve all uh, already created infrastructure in Croatia, Croatia. So we are building national CRIS system now, which will be fully open and, uh, and uh, the level of interoperability between uh, data will be much higher. I'm included in a few communities, for example, operas. Uh, open air was a turning point for us when we joined Open Air in 2013. This was really impetus for us in Croatia. I'm member of the Enrich Community for Evaluation, Research and Social Science, and, and uh, also National Infrastructure for Open Science in Europe, uh, dealing with onboarding services to EOSC. And uh, uh, the community working on all these projects and uh, somehow give me strength and uh, optimism. And it's, it's good that we are discussing also issues which are present in open science and... Uh, obstacles in some, for example, sharing research data. But I'm sure that we will overcome this. I certainly hope you are right, Jadranka. It has been such a pleasure to have you on this podcast, so thank you very much indeed. Thank you. 
Open Science Talk is produced by the University Library at UIT, the Arctic University of Norway. Thanks for listening.